a podcast like no other. Let's just talk about that. You really think it's that unique? Well, I mean, we were just talking off We've the air. No, we don't do any other podcasts, so that, that makes true. it unique in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to find something exactly like this. Well, I was saying that I think it's hard. Uh, we've gathered an audience, which is cool, and I'm very grateful for it. But I think it's hard to describe our podcast to somebody. Yeah. And I think that can hurt you in this whole thing of like, give me a, like in the movie business, it's called a log line. You know, pretty woman, uh, uh, a, bi- a rich businessman meets a hooker with a heart of gold. Pretty woman. That's what oh, pretty, that's ha- the log line. We have woman. a log line. It's right there on our description. Author John Driver sits down with comedian Johnny W. With a heart to, of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, by the way, I'm preaching on Hosea this week. See, is a really do you interesting... see the segue that we accidentally stumbled into? Well, see, that's what I'm saying. That's what we're not afraid to do. But on this Gomer podcast. didn't have a heart of gold. She was. Well, we don't know that. Don't First know of all, she had her unfortunate name. Maybe she that did. was like a really exotic name in the Bible days, though. That's the thing is we we see Bible names and we're like, ooh, <laughs> you know. But like, I don't know, like Bills, Bells, Belzazar, Belzazar. Yeah. But like, if they see, you know. Uh, Bryce, Ed. yeah, or like Bryce. What, what the heck is Bryce? Of, yeah, Skyler. I almost went the old typical like you got to throw up a Gomer Pyle picture. You know, I just I I, I was more mature than and that. And you'd be like, "Are you surprised? <laughs> surprised? Yeah, Shazam, you guys. No. Oh my goodness. Yeah, That's a, we're skewing older for that joke. We are. People don't even know who Gomer Pyle is, right? I wonder if our listeners know. Well, we're on the cusp, right? I mean, I grew up with that in syndication. I didn't grow up when it was on the air every week. I grew up when it was like on every day. Correct. It was in syndication. Yeah, like I watched The Monkees, but they were already old shows when I was watching them. It was like, like my kid seeing Friends come on or something. So do you want to hear a true story? This is the weirdest story. That I don't. I, it's so funny. We've done so many of these, and we've had conversations for 20 years. But every now and again, I'll think, I bet you John's never heard this story. <laughs> so intrigued. Do you know, we grew up in like... Pentecostal, the thick of no Pentecostal. No way. Oh, that's not it. Okay. So we grew up in this whole thing of everything means something. There are no coincidences. Even right. your dreams are God trying to speak to you. And yeah. everybody had a word for everybody. And yeah. it, it, it kind of weighs on you after a while. But So the, the point is, I do think that God can speak to us sometimes through this. So, okay, this is true. So my brother, when he was 18, just like getting ready to graduate high school, uh, a Marines recruiter comes to his high school. And my brother, my older brother, Todd, who's since passed away, but he signs up for the Marines. Okay, I did not know this. He signs up and then goes and tells my mom. <laughs> he was in this place where he was kind of lost, like a lot of high schoolers. Yeah. They're like, I don't know if I want to go to college. I don't know what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. And they, they, you know, they, they sensationalize this stuff and they, they romanticize it a little bit. You can serve your country, blah, blah, blah. Well, it is a great option. You don't want to make a man out of you, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, boom, he signs up. My mom is like... What in the world? And it's one of those things where you kind of commit, but you're not really committed. Almost like a... I think yeah, you a, haven't sworn in yet. There's a pre-commit stage. Yeah. So he's in the thick of this, and my mom is like distraught. Because my mom was the kind of person who... We didn't play football because she was scared of us blowing out our knees. Wow. We played basketball. We were a basketball family. Yeah. My brother, my older brother was like a football-sized guy uh-huh. who was like the basketball center yeah. or forward. He just put the big butt, you know, <laughs> and he would just like booty his way in for a turnaround jumper. That was his whole role. He was Tim Duncan before Tim Duncan. <laughs> but anyway, so he joins the Marines. My mom has lost her mind because she's like, you know, she's just, there's no way. 
she's teary-eyed, but he's like, look, I've done this. And I, I feel like it's the right thing. And he's kind of arguing with her about it. He has this dream the night before he's supposed to go swear in. And in his dream, he's in a foxhole. Bombs are going off all around him. He looks over in the foxhole next to him. It's a Gomer pile. <laughs> and I remember this so much. I mean, he was telling me the story. And he goes, he goes, he go, he looks up. He's not saying anything. He's just scared. He's tearing up. And Gomer Pyle looks at him and says, Todd, you don't belong here. And then he wakes up. And then he goes down and decommits. Oh, hold on. Can you tell me how Gomer Pyle sounded? Todd? You don't belong here. That kind of a thing. So my brother goes down and decommits because he had a dream that Gomer. So it was like a prophecy dream. Gomer Pyle calls my brother to not be a Marine. God in heaven is like, look, we know the only way. The only way. To get Seriously. Through. That's the only Marine he knew. <laughs> so he had to like send Gomer to get my brother out of the Marines. John, I don't know if you know this, but Gomer Pyle is not a real Marine. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like this archetype figure, though, in his life. It's so crazy, oh, right? Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. So, like, I don't know. That's such a crazy story. Speaking I just of, remembered it for some reason. So. Yeah, I did not know that. That's, yeah. okay, that's that's something. Yeah. Wow, see, Johnny. That should be in my show somehow. We, this is why we go another 128 episodes, because. Bro, the <laughs> layer. It's like peeling an onion. Yeah, like a big, stinky onion. Eventually, you get to the middle that nobody eats. Right. So, speaking of dreams, my wife's not real happy with me today. Yeah, because uh, you had a dream at four o'clock in the morning Yeah, in my head. I think I really had like a ringing in my ears or something. Maybe I was having a cardiac event or something. I don't know. I don't think Does that so. cause ringing. I don't can. know. Can it? Isn't that the only symptom? Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a ringing in my ears, doctor. Check his heart. <laughs> it is, I think it is one of the symptoms. Like, I don't know. It could be tinnitus or a cardiac Infarction, but for whatever reason, infarction, and so for whatever a real word that yeah. we all want to giggle at when we yeah. hear it, um, and so our alarm when it goes off, yeah. occasionally we'll open the door and forget to turn it off. <clears throat> it's not like a rear, rear, rear. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a real like high pitched, mm -hmm. you know, singular sound. So when I heard whatever I was hearing, I was dead in the middle of a dream. Yeah, not dead in a dream. I was smack dab in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> of a dream. Gomer's back. And in my head, I heard yeah. the alarm going off. Right. So I jump up. Uh -huh. I literally say, the alarm's going off. Call the police. I grab my gun. Yeah. I rack the gun. And I'm literally at the door. I mean, I, I was actually kind of, there's this amazing thing about being a father. Because I know my kids on the other side of the house. So, yeah. Like, there's this amazing thing about being a father and a husband that, I'm assuming there's danger in that moment. Someone is in the house, mm -hmm. and within 15 seconds, I'm at the door with an armed weapon in my underwear. <laughs> yeah. Which and is, you think that that's unique to you just being a father? No, 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 I don't. You think that I would grab Curry as a human shield well, that's what you say and parade her through the house? <laughs> <laughs> alarm's going off, Curry. Go check. You go check on it, babe. Yeah. But no, I'm just saying, like, and so the alarm was not going off. Yeah. It was just in my head or in my dream. Wow. I don't know which one. And meanwhile, but you woke her up. Yes. Me. And so her heart's racing now. I've got a gun in my hand and immediately I can tell the alarm's not going off. And here's the thing for me, I can go right back to sleep. Yeah. Nope. She was up till past five. With her gun know. in her hand. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it, it, anyway, I'm sorry, honey. I know you listen every week. Yeah. I apologize. Did Sadie get her gun too? This is a lot of guns. See, again, I, I did tell her, I said, you know, I don't think our alarm is loud enough because uh -huh. we, we sleep in a wind tunnel. Like I have a fan that we've now put on two, like a box fan. Uh -huh. 
because there's a rooster that lives behind us. Yeah. He's got his own house and everything. So and he's got a he's got a box fan too. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he starts he starts crowing. Was yeah. a rooster crow? Yeah, he crows. Is that what he does? Yeah, the rooster crows. It's not like, are you sure it's a crow? A yes. cockadoodle do is called it's a crow. Called a crow. Yeah, wow. a rooster crows. He'll start sometimes about four thirty. Yeah, and on if the fans on one. And what does a crow do when he he, he, he cockadoodle does? He so, roosters. <laughs> he roosters. No, he, so, ca- he caws. A crow does caw, doesn't yeah. he? So a rooster crows and a crow caws. I guess he... Wow. Man. Man. Let's call the whole thing <laughs> off. And so it's like a... If you... But the fan on two, we don't hear it as much. So anyway... It's a heck of a fan. Well, it's a box fan. It's just a... Johnny, you... It's a standard box fan. You can go buy... But a, you can get a noisemaker, a noise machine that would actually give you some ocean waves or something. Yeah, I don't... Ocean waves. I need a consistent sound. Like, we've had what those before. a less loud rooster? <laughs> That would just be like a what? like a core conversation, like Cock-a-doodle-doo. like a conversational tone. I know a couple extra chicken wings takes care of all this. Oh, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I'm, not, I'm not going to kill my neighbor's rooster. Aim that gun somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was breaking into the house. <laughs> I heard a high pitched sound, and I just started firing. Oh man! Uh, See right. at the HOA meeting. Yeah. Awkward. There's no HOA, or you wouldn't have roosters. That's true. I'm in the county. Baby. Okay, so anyway, so she's up. She's and just, terrified. Yeah, I just, I've ruined her night of sleep, which I've done many, many times in our... And the thing is, I here's the hard part, mm-hmm. is she can't go back to sleep. Right. And so, like, I, there's this delicate... But you didn't really do anything wrong. No. You were acting on the information that you had, yeah. which was your psychotic dream. <laughs> Correct. She was like, I appreciate that you were running to were, protect... Were you doing anything before you went to sleep that you think may have caused the dream? Like, were, was your, were you anxious? No, I really think that my ears started ringing or something from allergies or something, and I heard a ring. Wait and... a minute. So far, it's been your heart, and now your ears ring from allergies. My team of surgeons, Johnny... I don't think you know what medicine is. <laughs> <laughs> allergies make my ears ring well i've had some weird symptoms this week yeah and at first i'm, I'm going to confess to the listeners and to you it's weird to have any symptoms now because yeah. you're afraid to even cough yeah have you noticed how few coughs you hear in public now it proves that these coughs that people weren't stifling before they're just letting them you could have held it the whole time you could have held it the whole yeah. time as yeah. a nation we are way too free with our and these scream sneezers oh man uh, I hope they never come back. I hope scream sneezers die out with COVID. Speaking of. Making a big spectacle of your sneeze. I can't tell that story, can I? I might embarrass somebody. Who? So I had a youth leader one time. Yeah. And she actually. Nobody's going to. You don't have to name the name. No. Got to tell the story. But I, I don't want. If, if, if anyone involved in this story is listening. Yeah. Please know that I mean no harm to anyone. <laughs> so I'll, so I'll, I'll, I'll omit the names to protect the innocent. Yes. Because it was a kid. But it rhymes with... So <laughs> I was on a vacation, <laughs> and youth group was at back. We were pretty large at the moment, and so the kids were running I like how it. you threw that in. No, I'm saying it, it matters. We were doing pretty good. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if y'all heard, but I'm a, I'm a pretty big deal. Um, and so uh, kind of a big deal. And so my youth leader, she is speaking for the first time ever. Yeah. Okay, while I'm gone. Mm-hmm. She went on to be our... I can't say that. She came on staff eventually. And so uh, I get this video. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I didn't get the video at first. I was like, I called her that night from the beach or whatever. I was like, hey, how'd it go? She was like, I think I did okay. Uh, yeah. And then she begins to, you may have been there. She begins to kind of hesitate. Yeah. And there was a kid who has like, when I say scream sneeze, like yeah, he screams. Yeah. 
but he had true allergy issues and we we spoke with his his parents and, and it was very embarrassing for him there's no doubt now i don't know it's not like something you can just go blow your nose apparently. right like it is a chronic mm-hmm. like once it starts there's no stopping it <laughs> the kid and it's her first sermon or whatever yeah the kid screamed sneezed yeah about every 30 seconds yeah i think i was for the this. full 25 minutes of her sermon mm-hmm. with about 100 kids in the room Man. While the my, my leader, who's only a kid herself, you know, she's probably nineteen, trying yeah. to, you know, and they sent me a video. And the reason this came up, you said it, is <laughs> I was looking through Google. Uh, Sadie and I were looking at videos because I back up everything now to Google Photos, and it came up. Oh, you and gotta I, play a clip of it. I, I, I can't. I can't, Johnny. <laughs> Look, I, I, it's not. I don't want. I would never. What if you got permission from that person? I would do it. But how are we going to get that, Johnny? Are you going to go track not it the down? sneezer? I'm saying the preacher. Well, but the, the sneezers, hum- you can't tell who the sneeze is. You don't hear a sneeze and go, that's John. But everybody who was there would know who it was. So if they but all it's listen, not like we're- and I want the kid to feel called out, you know, like it, but it was unbelievable. And so someone, I mean, I think it was Dane or yeah. Jeffrey one from the sound booth sent me a video. <laughs> it's just like all these kids. Sitting, yeah, I got to see this. I want to show it. I may have later. been there. So, but it was, and I sent it to somebody else. Another one of our leaders who's, yeah. you know, I actually sent it to Kelsey. And she was like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot about this." Like Johnny, it you was blocked it out. It was un, it was unbelievable. So there's been a lot of interesting stories like that over the years. Well, I was thinking, like for real though, the coughing you see it less, and I'm just wondering, like, how much of these coughs were? Uh, I don't want to say they're for show, but I just wonder, like, if we can stifle these coughs, because I've not been sick all year. I haven't either. It's because we're not around each other. We're not passing around That's anything. Correct. I told Laura today on the way over here, actually, like, I have not. now. It's I, like a utopia, except I'm also very lonely. <laughs> and poor. It's <laughs> like the Burgess Meredith Twilight Zone when he can't, he, he's like t- time enough at last to read all the books. And he steps on his glasses. He steps on his glasses. Yeah. Except for, it's not quite that, but it's, we have all this time, but it's like, we need people. We want yeah. people. And, uh, I don't know. It's... It's people. I brought us to a dark. Soylent it's green. <laughs> it's people. It's a cookbook. Remember that one to serve man. You don't remember that one? No. It's like the aliens come to Earth. It's yeah. One of my favorite ones. They bring. Oh, we got these plants that'll never. You don't even have to water them, and they solve the hunger problem. And, they, and this one guy's kind of suspicious. Like Whatever. I don't know. And they come before the UN, and they're speaking, and they're like, Duh. and he's got these eight heads or whatever. The guy's eight foot tall. And he speaks, we just want to, and then they have a book with him. And the book is called To Serve Man. And they're like, well, look, it's a book, you know. And then, But it's in their language. And so they can't figure it out. And by the end, everybody's boarding the ship to go to their planet where there's, you know, it's a utopia there and blah, blah, blah. And this guy runs up right as they're all boarding. He goes, don't get on the ship. It's a cookbook. You know, <laughs> To Serve Man is a cookbook. Yeah. They're taking you to their planet to eat you. Wow. And it's like the, one of the best endings ever. So yeah. anyway, I hopefully I haven't ruined that. I, I don't want to spoil any <laughs> 70-year-old Twilight Zone episodes for anyone. But <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. There's been weird stuff, man. There's been weird so stuff. So when you say you like to serve the church, John, I like. I yeah, want to know what you mean. With a good gravy. That's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've noticed we were missing some members lately. Hey, speaking of gravy, yeah. did you notice that there's now outside seating under a tent at Cracker Barrel? Have you seen it? I haven't. I've not sat there. When I went there the other day, it was there because somebody gave me a gift card. And I was like, cool. We go there. And we're like, let's sit outside if we can because we saw that tent. But nobody was in it. And I was like, I don't want to be the only but isn't that kind of the I'm idea? making a waiter, but I'm making a waiter go out of his way. I don't believe that you really thought of the waiter's well-being. 
I think it was a social issue for you. I want you to be real with yourself for a minute. I see you mistreat waiters all the time. So That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's only because I think I'm better than them. If it wasn't for that, I'd be it's totally be fine. Great, yeah. I just feel better than people. Well, you know. It's... No, but we were there uh, the other night, and I was actually, we were watching, because I had just done, I recorded an episode of Huckabee. I was on Huckabee, and so it was going to air that night. Yeah, and uh, and I'm like nervous because I'm like I haven't seen it, and I don't. I you know it's all a blur when you do something like that. Yeah. It's my first like real TV thing, so I was like, oh boy. And I immediately in my head after it was over, I was like, oh, I took too many pauses on this one because there was one joke I did, and I had a pause where I was trying to like I forgot the punchline for half a second. It felt like ten seconds, and so I was like, I want to watch this. And it's going to drive you crazy. But if we go out to, because she was starving, I go, if we go out to eat, I have to watch this because I need to know how long this pause is. Like on your phone? Yeah. So we're on the phone at Cracker Barrel watching me. And so the waiter keeps coming to the table and she's looking over at me watching myself. And of course, the Facebook comments are coming up too. So I'm like watching that too to see how many people are like, I don't get it. I don't like him. You know, whatever. (laughs) You're waiting for those hateful things. Because that's the thing when you get exposed to a larger audience, you're going to get a lot of good and you're going to get people who are. Either just don't like you, or yeah. they're being trolls, or whatever. And but everybody was pretty nice. Everybody was pretty great, and it went well. But it was just odd because Carrie goes, "She's got to see that you're watching yourself." <laughs> and what a weird thing. She's like, "I go, I don't even think she's looking at her phone. She probably just thinks that we were watching a sh- show yeah. on a little phone in a restaurant." But surely she couldn't see. Yeah, but it ended up the pause. By the way, the the pause was like exactly like half a second. It was. But in my head, it was like floating above myself. <laughs> Out of body experience, screaming at myself, "Remember the joke, moron!" <laughs> like I could not, I could not snap out of it. Yeah. And I've told that joke five hundred times, probably a thousand times. I thought you did amazing. Oh, John, uh, I recorded it. and We watched it as a family on the know, old Sa- DVR. Sadie's a big. Uh, it was weird to see myself in the little description. Yeah, the info about you know, they even spell my name right. Sadie's a huge Huckabee fan. She watches it every night. Of course. You got to get your... She's very politically aware. She's a a huge Johnny W fan. So, yeah, she loved it. So, so I can say this because I have heard that joke probably a hundred times. Yeah. I noticed the pause. Yeah. And I knew that nobody else would notice the pause. Yeah. But you and maybe me, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, but it was great. Like, you killed it. And your interview afterwards, that was a thing. Yeah. Like, that's what's great about you, Johnny. That's why the podcast is so popular. Is well, that, the podcast probably helped me be more comfortable in a setting like that too. Honestly. I actually thought that, like, yeah. he, he was throwing you stuff, and that was very, it was very like, yeah. familiar to you to just because I almost know. went to him was like, "What are we going to? Do you want me to set you up to? What does the governor want?" And they were like, "Oh, he's great at this." And I thought, "Oh no, mm-hmm. he's going." to... And sure enough, he kind of was like, "So clean comedy," and he just kind of threw me these. He went some of the standard pastoral, yeah. Like, and so thank goodness I was yeah. kind of ready, but uh, and he was very what a kind person. He was super uh, yeah. congenial. Is that a thing? Oh yeah, he was, I would say he's Mister Congeniality. Oh wow, is that it's Governor Congeniality? Do you? <laughs> he's but, he's, he was elected yeah. Governor Congeniality. He has a sash and everything. He only wears it backstage. <laughs> no, but he was super kind, and um, it shows a little political for my uh, uh, whatever stripe you are. It's a very it's a very politically motivated show. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought it was such a cool opportunity and I was like, you know, you got to do it. And it's, you know, it's great. And it's a whole new audience exposed to what I do, which is fun. And, uh, so, and they were very kind and hopefully I'll get to go back and do it again. Well, you know, you made, we were talking about it before you went on, um, 
and because it's hard to find a show that brings on comedians is not somewhat political in some right. ways. That's true. And whether it's one side or the other, and, and you were talking about how like you know, hey, if if Fallon or you know somebody else asks you to come, like yeah, if I go do Kimmel, I'm not going to agree with him on right. everything either. Right. Like if I wait until I find somebody who's totally exactly aligns with yeah. me in every theological and. And I even tweeted about that. Like, I assume if you're a fan of my comedy that it means that we agree on every single theological and political viewpoint. Otherwise, what a nightmare would that be? You know, it's like we can just appreciate opportunities and we can appreciate a platform. It's like I was talking about last week. I may have mentioned this, but like Jim Carrey did an interview and he was talking about when he kind of stepped into his own as a stand up. It was when he looked at an audience and he said, I just want to I want to give these people freedom from concern for an hour. Yeah. And I really do think that that's part of what comedy is. So especially now, I want to. I think there's nothing wrong with saying I want to provide an escape from every other thing that you're worrying about right now. Yeah. Um, and so it's an honor to be able to do that at whatever platform. Obviously, there's certain things I wouldn't do. I wouldn't say like I'll go do comedy at the whatever. Like don't you know insert whatever horrible thing. But I just felt like it was a cool opportunity, and and uh, yeah. So so far, it's been really good. I've had a lot of good feedback from it. Well, you honestly did really well. And I was I was very I was very uh, proud. So of my friend John, so, I just want to make you proud. Well, you know, you, you did good, kid. You did good. <sighs> no, it was great, man. Say you did. I hope it leads to more. Um, Sadie always asked me, why is Uncle Johnny not on Jimmy Fallon? Like, mm. she asked me all the time. I was like, honey, I don't know, because they're crazy. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> they're missing the Their producers listen to this podcast, so I'm sure that this will be the thing. Yeah. I mean, finally. It, it's like, I didn't even know he wanted to do it. You know, I think we should issue a challenge to our listeners. Like, yeah. Johnny needs to be on Fallon. And so, sure. if you when know it comes somebody, back with a live audience. You know that what? was the other thing about Huckabee that was a little bit of a challenge. If you watch, there's only 75 people. Because they were spaced. Yeah. Normally, it's over 300. Yeah. So it's a big, raucous crowd normally, and so you kind of had to deal with it. I mean, they're so far away from me, yeah. and they're separated from each other. So that was a little bit of a challenge, but they mic'd it up pretty good, so it was good, good quality. Speaking of Fallon, I watched Fallon last night, and it's I don't understand a few things. And yeah. I, I actually really enjoy that show. Right. Like since he, And I watched him when he was at home some. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't watch it every Oh, he's back in the studio He's now. in the studio. Have you not seen it? But no audience. Have you not seen it? No. So Not since he's been back. He's back. The roots are spread out. Like they got one of them. Like they've kind of made like a. God, that's so scriptural, John. A, You've got to spread out your spread roots. out your roots. Everyone, so you, the tree can grow strong. That's right. <laughs> planted by rivers of Fallon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like one of them was almost like in a elevated position. Like they had like a balcony right above, but it was not like separate from the band. Yeah, it's like a low balcony. You know, so it's kind of uh, cool. You know, like they, a sunken living room. Yeah, they built like this kind of. You know, I guess multi-layered, yeah. multi. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Planes, different planes. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, like, like it was like Fallon didn't have a hair or makeup artist, and it's not like I would notice things like that normally. Yeah. He, but, but he had to have. I'm telling you, he wasn't wearing a suit. He was disheveled. He was very disheveled. Like he's still at home, but he's back in the studio. Like his hair was. And I don't care. Maybe he's trying to prove that he didn't get a haircut. Because that's the thing. Like, if you go get a haircut. I don't know. It's like you're putting somebody in harm's way. It's like a. And like, but you could tell like his face was like, he looked super tired. Yeah. Well, yeah. he, he was wearing kind of like regular clothes, but he was in his studio. Yeah. And there's no audience. So mm-hmm. and here's the thing. Like, so we watch America's Got Talent and they've done this thing when they went, when this all happened, I don't know, have you seen any of it? No. They went completely, so they do... Digital. Yeah. They, zoom, they, they had, zoom in with your act. Yeah, in order to get past a certain stage. But yeah. now they brought judges back, they're okay. distanced, and as long as everybody's distanced, they're in this big, you know, they're in a big... Big open know, theater, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, 
they have a huge screen. Yeah. So some people, if they can make it, if they're international acts, if they can make it back, yeah. they fly back in still. And then some have to do it via Skype. So they've kind of just made this this hybrid thing. But the audience yeah. is the cool part. Behind the judges now, it's 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 like the it's sort of like the NBA, but it is a wall, like wall. almost Zoom the squares of, of Zoom squares, a wall. Yeah, and all the audio for them is piped in. Oh boy! And so when someone tells a joke, you hear a bunch of laughter. It really kind of sounds yeah. when they do well, like it really sounds like the show. I mean, I'm talking. There's got to be two thousand or more. You know. So they found a way, you know, to to sort of bring an audience into it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel that different now yeah. in terms of the audio. Cause what I would do comedy that way. If you could show me a Zoom wall yeah. with 400 people or whatever, I would go out and do a show for a Zoom wall. That would, it, would not feel, it would not feel any different to me. Because honestly, I'm listening to an audience more than I'm looking at individual people. Oh, yeah. I'm doing an overview of their heads, and I'm looking at individual pockets of people. But the people, the comedians that go, all I saw the whole show is that one guy folding his arms. Man, he's tough. And I just go, I don't know. I didn't see him. Yeah. I just heard laughs, and I thought, well, I must have done good. I heard laughs. So I would be fine with that. I think I do speak to the, sometimes I speak to the person that I think I'm not getting. Yeah. That, that's when I was, people want to know, we were laughing on our region Zoom call last night. Yeah. Because they were like, what was it? We laugh because we'll all go around and read our answers. And yeah. one of the guys goes, you know, so I don't know if I interpreted this right, but to me, this broke down to one word things, you know. And I was the next one. I was like, well, guys, I'm sorry. Mine are not one word, you know. So we kind of laugh. I mean, yeah. you're my mentor. and We've yet to finish my inventory. That's true. And everyone else finishes in one city. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? And so we were laughing at the end. They were like, inventory's grown since so, then. <laughs> you're on more, it now. More harm's done and you've done harm. Johnny did me harm when I was reading the my harm. inventory. <laughs> he and... made fun of me as I was talking about <laughs> harm's done to me. <laughs> and I had to add Loser. It. Anyway. And so, uh, I was like, we were talking about me preaching long. I was like, guys, I'm a 30 minute preacher now Yeah, because of, of the format and the fact that this camera has that proprietary thing. So I did it this morning. I recorded a message for Sunday yeah. And it's close, man. Like I said, amen. When I went back and relooked at it. amen or amen? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I like a hey, man. And when I went back and put the card into my computer to see, yeah. it literally cut off two seconds after I said it. So I was, because you don't know, it's going to cut off a little right. bit randomly before 30 minutes. I was like, but guys, I'm a 30-minute preacher now. And they were talking, like, one of the guys, which is what feeds our fire. Yeah. One of the guys says, you know, when I first came to this church, Mm-hmm. Man, you know, I don't care. I thought y'all weren't preaching long enough. And, and a couple of them were like, yeah, if you're if you're doing something that we're in, we don't really care. And I was yeah. like, I agree. I don't think it's a big difference between 45 and 30. Yeah. You know, it's technically 15 minutes. Yeah. But I don't I think mean, it, unless you're cooking lasagna. Right. But if like. You just burned lasagna. If, <laughs> if I'm just dragging it out and I'm just repeating myself or I'm trying to. And I think to the point of all this, if I see a person, this is where I used to go long. Yeah. I see a person that I know is like, I just assume is not with me. Right. Then I think I instinctively take the challenge on of explaining myself more yeah. on what I'm doing to try to like win that person over. Now I've stopped doing that some, but that that's just, that's a trap. Like you, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to get that guy. And then sometimes I'll think that person's not listening and they'll be the one that walks up afterwards. Like, man, that really affected me. You're like, wow, I went 15 minutes extra for no reason. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. cause I was trying to get you on board, you know, dude, that happened to me one time I did a show. Uh, I'd been doing comedy like two years and I did a show, and it was this Presbyterian church. And I can't remember if I'd ever done a Presbyterian church by that point, because I was doing a ton of, like, AG churches. And 
So I was used to a certain kind of audience without meaning, without knowing it. I was just conditioned to a certain way. Did this church. We did like a Sunday morning thing where they wanted us to do like five minutes. It was me and my buddy Marty. So we did like five minutes. Got decent laughs. It was a Sunday morning. So you never go. It's your, your bar is different. Everybody's going to be more reserved in other words. Yeah. So I was like, fine. We did the show that night. The show was, I mean, I kind of, it was back when I was sweating a lot during the show too. It was heavier. I was just like, oh my God. I thought I was bombing. I was just like, oh, they were just very polite. They, yeah. they laughed some, but there was no, there was no there there. Mm. We finish. I go, well, I'm in the, on the back. I've got a merge table. I have my little $5 CD at the time. I'll be in the back and uh, I'd love to see you. I did my little closer song. At the end of that song, they all slowly looked over at each other, stood up, and gave me a standing ovation, and then went out to my table and bought like $1,000 worth of merch. Wow. And I'm like, what? Culture. What happened? That must be the culture of that so place. They strange. laughed differently there. Yeah. But I remember I was push, 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 because I thought, I'm yeah. not getting them. I'm not getting them. And it was like, I was getting them. They just, that's just how they were. Guys, isn't that just like our Lord? Isn't it? Totally? Well, I don't know. Isn't that crazy, though? I guess maybe their laughing out loud was not as accepted in, or in they the church. Perceived. Maybe it was yeah. a very, it was one of those buildings where it was like the building is a holy thing. And so yeah. maybe they thought this is what we do in here. This is the most, this is the most energetic we're going to get right here. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was fascinated by it, though. I, it taught me, though, not to second guess myself, I guess, sometimes like the idea of. If you're in a room and you feel like, well, this always works. Why is it not working here? We'll give it, you know, give it the benefit of the doubt more. Don't yeah. lose your confidence. Don't throw away your confidence. Mm, now that from Hebrews Boom. 10, is that Hebrews 10, 35? Yeah. Do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. And sometimes that great reward is a standing ovation from Presbyterians. And a great sale at the, so you, well, I don't you wanna, literally I don't had a money changing table in the church. Well, that, once I cleared it all off though, I flipped it over. You flipped it over after the, you take it. And then we money. put it away. And the deal we is the when you're up. taking the credit cards, when you flip it, it doesn't matter anyway. You just, it's already digitally. You're flipping ones and zeros at that point, right. <laughs> which they're the same whether they're upside down or not. If you've ever seen a one or zero, you can't tell if it's upside oh, down. Oh my goodness. Now that Boom. is a profound. It is, isn't it? I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I am dropping some stuff here. Did, <sighs> you know, I, I'm going to confess yeah. that there was a time in life I did not know when a power switch, yeah. which had a one and a zero, what it meant. Yeah. Like off and initiated. Like I thought it was a O and an, an I. An O and an I. And I, I think. So you're saying that's binary? It is binary. So what is it? What is it? I don't know. I just go, well, it's not on. Let me flip it the other way. So you haven't known either. No, I just. So a lot of, I remember our old bus we had, had a, and, and I remember like. Have, so that's binary for correct. It's just a binary, so that it's totally universal for everybody. I see. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about language on that. You can just, you know, except for the people who don't know language, like us. People who don't know what binary is, that's the language that didn't know. So yeah. zero's off, one is on. Yeah, and it's t- totally yeah. But I didn't know that. I was like, what in the world does I stand for? Like. I wonder if I'm alone out there. I wonder how many people right now, there's tears flowing. You know what I'm saying? They, like, <laughs> like, you just blew people's minds. Totally. Just, yeah. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, I, speaking of which, movie theaters are opened again. Yeah. So, they're all showing, like, old movies. Though. So new, new movies are slowly coming back because they're yeah. trying to wait, wait for crowds to come back. Uh-huh. But they're showing old movies for, like, five bucks. So, you can go see, like, Jaws and The Karate Kid. Nice. So Curry and I've been going because they went. They had you're like we're like the only ones in there. Yeah, it's the recliner seats. You just it's amazing. You going to Lebanon out there to? Uh, we did, but we this this week Green Hills opened, oh. so one of the nicer theaters. So we go out there 
because Lord of the Rings extended editions, which wow. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Johnny, really? So Curry was like, you got to go. These are the extended. I'm like, well, these are going to be even longer than the only reason I waited is because they're, they're all too long. Hours. These were, every one of them was four hours. No. I spent the last three days, 12 hours of the last three days. You saw them all. I saw them all back to back to back. We went Monday, we went Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Again, I appreciate. I, my mind is a blur. It is. They're so amazing. Orcs and it's too many hobbits. It's and too golems. many plot lines. It's too much. Like, look, it's a lot. I remember. I remember the one time Laura and I took a trip together. We were in New Orleans. She was doing a. a she was actually a thing she had won. Yeah. Where she went to some conference kind of thing, and we had just taken the job here. Mm-hmm. So we hadn't moved yet. So it was like this perfect. Like, okay, I was done with the other church. I was not teach. I think actually it was maybe like spring break or something. Right. I knew we You're were like, moving. Let's go to middle earth. I knew we were moving here. So we, we went to new, you know, new Orleans. Yeah. She would get out midday, but I decided, yeah. and I was like, I was like, I remember brainstorming all what I want, what I wanted to do in youth ministry. Now I had a new start, but I remember one day I thought I'm going to watch Lord of the Rings yeah. because you know, when else in my life am I ever going to have this kind of time in a hotel by myself? So I'd like close the curtains and like, I watched a bunch of them. Right. And Laura, she always laughs, like she opened the door and it was like, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I, I was like this, I was yeah. literally, what's the, you look like Fallon without the makeup what's and the, the guy's hair name, wild the, hair. My precious wife well, lost Gollum. Him. Yeah. I look like Schmeagle. Gollum. Yeah. So the deal was it was too much, Johnny, and I'm all about it. Yeah. I, I, I love it. But I just remember being frustrated that, <laughs> that when they saved the world. Right. So when they saved the world, mm-hmm. there was still like an hour and a half left in the movie. Yeah. Of like them saying goodbye as the ship sailed off into the Him mysterious. Going home to his kids and the thing. I'm like, guys, when you save the world, that should be. Yeah. Like that's. Well, I thought the last scene was going to be the 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 kingdom bowing to the hobbits. You bow to no one, and then the big sweeping drone shot of them backing away. That's the last shot to me. Yeah. And it wasn't. No. No. There There's never like a last shot. It's like another thirty minutes. No. It's like it's like it's like a worship song that you can't stop singing. Yeah. You can't get out of the course. Five more bridges. Yeah. Like it just it won't. Yeah. It won't stop. It's one of those. You ever, by the way, you ever led worship? We used to do this. There's, there's some songs. I'm trying to think of one of them. That the bridge is like a chanty bridge, uh-huh. and every time you stop the song, the crowd always starts oh, yeah, chanting the bridge stop. again. Well, the one that I used to talk about in the show when I was first putting together my comedy show was uh, "Let It Rain." The first that's one. Let it rain and let it rain are the last words. So yes. when you go, let, open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain, and you want to stop. Nope. The crowd always goes. Let it rain. You're like, no! You have to kill someone to stop that song. That's one of them. They won't stop. You have to commit a murder to end the song. Guys, we're going to stop the rain. I could sing of your love forever. Another one. First of all, you're lying. (laughs) Because you stopped. You could sing. You won't. I will sing of your love forever. Uh Uh-uh. No, you won't. You're going to go to lunch (laughs) in about 20 minutes. (laughs) It's somewhat, yeah. Yeah, it's a very, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Let it rain. And, and when you raise Pentecostal, this is the funny thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a recovering Pentecostal, so I don't call myself Pentecostal anymore. Interesting. I don't, I don't ascribe to the label of it. Okay. Um, I don't ascribe to really any label, I think, on that, which sounds, again, I sound like something I wouldn't have liked when right. I say that. So I know it's fair. Like, you know, like I'm not saying I don't have influences, but I just, I see things in, in, Again, third generation Pentecostal pastor, so I have a very, very unique perspective here. I think, and yeah. so, and I love all of my 
Pentecostal friends who will still be my friends, <laughs> though I'm not a Pentecostal anymore. I don't deny God's Holy Spirit working in gifts and all of those things. So, you know, like that, there's, there's no, shouldn't be any offense to it. Right. It's just not a, a label that I ascribe to anymore. So I, um, I remember when I was a worship leader, though, mm-hmm. in a Pentecostal environment when I was younger, anytime you have silence, you're a little scared of it. Oh, yeah. Because someone's going to take si- – so now I someone's think – going to hijack that silence. Like you, remember, you remember the old book, Celebration of Disciplines? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so by uh, – who, who wrote Celebration of Discipline? Oh, my goodness. And then he wrote the foreword to um, Dallas Willard, Divine Conspiracy. It's all coming to me, but I can't – sorry. Sorry, guys. I, oh, man. John. Foster? I want to say Foster. No, let's just say it. And so – one of the one of the disciplines that is lost in Christianity is uh-huh. is silence, right? You know, or like contemplation. Yeah, like being still, not saying anything. Right. You know, and we just well, even social media has made that even worse. That it's taken contemplation yeah. away from us. Yeah. I can't I can't sit with my own thoughts. I mm-hmm. can't you know. But that's that's like actually one of the ways to worship God. You know, right. and yeah. so uh, sometimes I really we we kind of engage that a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Like I want to get to the end, and maybe there's a pad or something to just. It's just ringing out or I'm just slowly, you know, you're doing something on the acoustic. Well, my Pentecostal friends, and this is how I was raised, like anytime there's that kind of silence where it's kind of a holy silence. Yeah. Like you're feeling this and it's kind of good, you know, it must be broken by some sort of prophetic word. Right. Like that's what it means. We've all gotten quiet. So, so it's, it's time tough. for someone to say something, yeah. you know, because we can't stop talking. I mean, that's your whole point. Like we don't, yeah. that, that. I was raised, I wasn't raised, I think I myself spent my time always in motion doing something. And, and that particular background, I think, is always in motion doing something. Not, And it's all good things. It's not bad things. Like, again, I lived that life for so long, and I still do that a yeah. lot. So it's hard for me to be still. I'm depressed on day two and three of a vacation. Like, I really am. Like, mm-hmm. legitimately, I have to prepare myself to not be productive. And I think spiritually I have that as well. You know, I have to prep myself. Like I'm not supposed, that's what Sabbath is all about. Right. I'm supposed to lie fallow. I'm supposed to, you know, be able to, to, you know, not be in control. Yeah. Yeah. All those things, silence and stillness and all those things is just a, not a good discipline for anyone. I know to be honest with you. I know hardly hard. anyone in the modern world. Well, it's even like I'm into working out now a lot, uh, like resistance training. Yeah. To the point where I I want to go every day, but going every day is bad for you. Like right. somebody described it to me as it's like your your muscles are a glass bottle that every time you work out, you're breaking the bottle into pieces. But when it forms back, the glass is stronger. Right. And if you go back the second day, you're breaking the pieces. You need that day off for yeah. the pieces to form back stronger. So if you go day after day after day after day and you're like, man, my bicep curls, you're not really getting stronger. You're breaking the pieces. And I think that's what happens when we lose contemplation. We just we're we're pulverizing ourselves. We're calling that American whatever it is. Idealism. We're 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 hard workers. I'm just a workaholic. No, you're breaking the pieces. Yeah, you're going to die young. You're going to even people that say they, they don't need eight hours of sleep or whatever. I can get by on four. Well, now we know that that's not true. You're not really getting by on four right? because you, your brain needs the other four hours, three to four hours to put all the pieces together. Yeah. That's why you forget every phone number. Right. 
and, and you forgot where your keys were, it's because that two hours that you didn't sleep was right. when that was going to come into your head. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's recovery. Yeah, like of muscles recovery right. it's built into our. It's yeah. built into our religion. People don't want to call Christianity religion. I almost, that irritates me a little bit now these days. The idea, Reli- relationship, not religion, was like it's a religion. Christianity is a religion. Like it's okay right. to have. We have traditions. We have. Even rituals, we have sacraments. Yeah. It's really, it's okay. It doesn't, if it's I know, only, I know, a, that, I don't yeah. know that word's been ruined, but like, come on. Right. If it's only religion to you, that's the problem. Right. You, but I'm saying it's wired into our belief system that we give ourselves time for contemplation, for a holy moment, for uh, just being still. And yet, like you say, our human nature has somehow even messed that. We mess with that. Yeah. We make people, oh, I guess somebody's going to, like, if we take it off, we feel bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's real. It's real. I think it's. Probably- I'm just amazed that you watch Lord of the Rings. It, it bought, like you and I don't go to movies together. I think I like we don't like to, for me to be like John come to movies with me. It'd be like John's not going to spend two hours not creating something. Like John's got to go be making something. Well, there's hey, that's an honest indictment. I'm just telling you, it's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's bad or good because I feel. Like I feel lazy that I spent twelve hours seeing the movie, but also glad I finally saw it. I mean, it took this. These finished these. The last one was two thousand four, so it took me sixteen years yeah. to see them. That's some procrastination right there, bro. and it's because I was like, I don't want to invest. So I had some of the same thing where I'm like, I don't want to invest nine hours. Well, no, I invested twelve. I waited for the <laughs> extended versions. There's stuff I saw that shouldn't have been seen. Probably, yeah. They scraped it off the cutting room floor. Hey, here's a scene we shot that's expositional where. Character A talks to side character B, and it didn't really matter. But hey, we can make twenty five more bucks on the DVD or whatever. Yeah, that's what I saw. Well, and I don't, you know, I think I, since I become a dad, yeah. Well, yeah, you have you find there, more value in that. There's, a, and I've seen that growth. There's a, like today, I got a volleyball match tonight, right? And and then there, I take the walks and. Um, well, you're creating. You're still creating, though. You're creating uh, stability and memories. And but you're right. It's really hard though for me yeah. not to think of it. It's not to think of everything. Yeah. So you know this because you're my mentor. What I value, if you yeah. look at your patterns, what I value in life, right. I value meeting expectations, whether they be God's, myself, mm-hmm. or others. Right. Like checking a box. Yeah. I val- Well, I try not to be box checky. Yeah. But I also want to not waste my life. That's a mm-hmm. big, that's a, I don't know why, every time I write that in the early part of my inventory, I find myself underlining it a bunch. I'm f- I, f- I think that way too. I just also, I think I, I'm terrified of wasting my life. And I also think, yeah, but eventually I'll get it together. <laughs> like I have this like really extreme confidence in a future version of myself. Yeah. I think, yeah. like, well, eventually I'm going to pull it together though. And I'll be a big, I mean, it'll be great. Right. Yeah. Like when you're out of shape, you're like, yeah, but I'm eventually going to take that year right, and like this really forever, get in yeah. shape. And then you get in there like late 40s, you're like, you know what? It's probably this or worse. If I don't, <laughs> <laughs> it is like, a, I do. I'm at the age, I'm like, wow, I don't have a lot. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I look at the future. I mean, Although, I'm terrified of that same disappointment, but I think where you, it promotes you to action that can maybe be unhealthy sometimes. Mine, it promotes me to just feel dread that is unhealthy. So that's like I, we feel the same thing, but I use like depression and dread to cope with it. Yeah. And you're like, I must create things. And I'm like, oh, I feel too much dread to create right now. Yeah, and I think, and again, I know you you haven't gone on all of this path, but I think I theorize you're a six or a seven on the enneagram. Yeah. And the difference, probably, you just described. My wife is listening right now, yeah. coaching. 
is that thing in me is a counterphobic uh-huh. response, but we have a similar motivation. And that's why Enneagram is so different. It's not about your behaviors. Yeah. It's about your motivations. What, what do I value? What do I motivate? What motivates me? So I'm afraid that's my core motivation. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid safety is a big word for me. And yeah. not just physically safety in relationships, like loyalty. And again, the six is called the loyalist. I want my relationships safe. I want to know that I did my part to keep them safe. So yeah. there's a real, in fact, I will do more often than others in a relationship to keep it safe. Um, if I trust them or if I, if I have for whatever reason found, and I don't know I'm doing this, if I found them to be worth my loyalty yeah. and, and I realize now I wrote to my, my group last night, when I do harm to others often is when I perceive that there's no stability or long-term uh, possibility of this relationship working. So I'm more likely to check out because I can't forecast stability and predictability in the outcome of this relationship. So for me, it's not now I can dismiss you mm-hmm. because or be even contemptuous like, well, you know, and that's why it's so easy. Then you put people into categories, you know, well, that person's flaky or that part. Like I have to be careful, but like friends like you I have a few friends like you. I mean, quite honestly, you could probably do anything. Yeah. And I would have your back, even I, if you're wrong. I like, can't wait to take advantage of that. Like I wouldn't defend bad actions, but right. I would I would defend you. Like there's no, yeah. I, you know, I would be the guy if you're in jail to be like, dude, this is my bro. You know, like I, I, I would, I would, you know, I mean, unless you came and hurt me or my family. If you were the guy breaking into my house last night that right. I came out with a gun, we might, that'd be weird, Johnny. Yeah. A weird thing for two friends to do. But uh, what I'm going to do is just stand outside your window with a high pitched sound. <laughs> <laughs> or crow the rooster you're gonna, gonna be like that sounds that like crow, the rooster's really Did close the rooster just scream sneeze <laughs> that's not normal that's johnny man you just married it all together you see how i do that was amazing johnny, my skills are coming back around this guy yeah i've had a long layoff and now this is where you shake off that was the other thing about doing huckabee it was like i went from no activity to, to like television hey, let's go on tv <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's go coast to coast sure these synapses are going to be firing oh, on all cylinders man. are synapses cylinders i don't know <laughs> i i merged two. I'm a car, John, in my mind. My mind Are is these a... synapses firing on all cylinders? I can't even say it. You don't even know. Oh, my goodness. You got me, Johnny. But well, it worked out. You did a really good job. and um, you know, Well, look, I mean, I, I knew that you would say that I did, though. That's the thing. Is like, <sighs> I, but you, would you, What would you say if it had been really been like, hey, how oh, about this? Oh, boy. I, I noticed the pause. I could yeah. be honest about that. Okay. I yeah. just don't think it ruined your show. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. A real friend who just blows smoke at you be like, no, there was no pause. Like, I could listen. Where do you think I, that came from, blow smoke? I'm not blowing. Is it, I don't want blow, someone. Blow smoke up your butt, right? And that's the, I don't know if that's where it came that's from. The old, but that's the old, I'm not just blowing smoke. Which I know, I have no idea in what context that could be anything. Yeah, and why would it be good? Right. I'm not just doing, yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm not just. I don't want to say anything right now. <laughs> You're going to cause me to have to edit. I think at this point I have nothing I have to edit out. Oh, man. We're now firing on all cylinders. Oh, my goodness. Our synapses, our <laughs> cylinders. We hope that you've enjoyed all the random firing of synapses and cylinders. Yeah. That, uh, I, I enjoy these episodes, Johnny. Mm. They mean a lot to I me. I do, too. Yeah. Maybe they mean a lot to you, listener. Maybe you. You want to go leave a review. Maybe you do. Uh, submit questions. Talk AB that pod on Twitter. <laughs> and, uh, Isn't that, didn't we change that? Did we? Uh, Jeffrey Is was it just changing that. Talk about that podcast. 
So wh- tell you what, don't worry about it. Just go to talkaboutthatpodcast.com. T E A T pod. Talkaboutthatpodcast.com will give you everything. Oh, that's right. We you can listen on, yeah, you can listen on all, all platforms. I forgot we had that. Find our socials. You can submit questions. You can do all that right there. You go to my website, johnnyw.com. Watch my Huckabee set. It's linked on my oh, website. Nice. Uh, nice. It's right there for you. Yeah. You can, uh, yeah. You can go to johndriver.com and watch John, some of the sermons if you want. I'm trying to think plan, of what I have to compare. Why would a, you just go into this shameless... It's like, I don't know. You can go take the... You Indian, can go to TV land and watch old episodes of Gomer Pyle, USMC. That's <laughs> the craziest story I've ever heard. Isn't that great? Todd, you don't, you don't belong, belong here. That's crazy. Shazam, he disappears. And then Todd <laughs> Did he say Shazam? No, he didn't okay. say Shazam. I'm adding that. <laughs> I'm adding to and taking away from the... The oh, Oracle. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, hey, but uh, do share it if it means a lot to you. I heard, we heard from a listener yesterday, actually, and they were talking about how much the thing we've been talking about has impacted them. We got a good review this week. So, other you know, things are, are, are going things well. Things are popping, John. Yeah, man. But here's the deal. We need your help, though. Oh, right. I think sometimes we make it like, yeah, things are going great. Like, we could actually reach a lot more people if we let you know that we think we could grow even more. So, we, and we can't do that without you, to be no. quite honest with you. It's like we can't just go spend money and make that happen. If we could, then we would because Johnny has all the money in the world. I've been saving. He's not worked in a year. Um, but <laughs> no, so hey, that speaking of, go to our Patreon page and, and check out what's going on there. They received a link to uh, an exclusive oh, throwback right. EP of our band last week. Man, so that was something. Wonder, and then they immediately resent that link back. They're like, you know what? We're good. Yeah, then go ahead. It's like, you know, we don't take it back. No, it's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> we think, well, we'd love to send you some extras as well. So check out our Patreon page. Let us know what you want us to talk about topic-wise. Anything. It can range from relationships to uh, marriage to Enneagram to <laughs> comedy to theology, philosophy, history. We do all Mac that book repair. Come on, man. Send it. So uh, we'd love to find out what it is you want us to talk about. And we'll do that next week here on Talk About it. want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.